but it's cold enough. Somebody told me it was, what, it's 37 out there a while ago? That's cold. I don't care what you say. Yeah. I called Ronnie Booth in Nashville. I think he said his last night it got down to 17 below in Nashville. He said, you ain't got nothing. I said, I know, but I like it. But uh, God's good. We, I know we had a house full last night. And all the kids and grandkids, I never said, I don't know, I think we had some of the neighbors. But uh, we really had a good time. And play, uh, they didn't want to go home. And I kept telling them, yeah, we're going to go to bed. You all can go home anytime you want to. But anyhow, it was really good. Let's ask the Lord for a blessing. Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord, that you allowed us to be here today with one another on uh, what we celebrate as your birthday being brought into this world just for us. And we just don't understand that, all of it. But we receive it by faith. And Lord, it's, it's such a blessing to know that you love us that much. We ask you, dear God, you bless us today now as we study thy word throughout the day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was talking to Michelle a few minutes ago and uh, Mary about the difference in the way things have changed. It used to be that everybody come to church and then they do whatever they got to do, no matter what was going on. But it seemed like those days had changed. And I, I got the reason, only reason I mentioned that was because uh, that's the lesson today that I want to talk to you about that uh, people are changing today, but God does not change. And I want you to read with me in the book of Acts, if you would please, in Acts chapter 2, and I'd like to begin to read in verse 36. Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus whom you have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the, Holy, the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this utter generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continually, daily, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. 
and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Father, bless the reading now of thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you ask most people today, especially saved people, what do you think of God? Or what do you think of Jesus Christ? Do you think God or His Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, has changed in what He demands or thinks today? Most people would automatically say God never changes. And it's the truth. The Bible says it's the same yesterday, today, forever. He never changes. And so, uh, like uh, some Baptists, though, that we look around today and we want to blame everything on everybody, every other religion. But you look at the Baptists today and uh, only having one service according to the to accommodate the crowd and they, they want to go summers after or quickly so they have early services and uh, I was I was reading on one sign the other day of a church it said that we have two services one a uh, regular service to the uh, regular crowd of people and then we have a modern service for the rest of them and I thought, my goodness, I didn't know that you could have a modern and a regular service. But they, that's what it said on the marquee. And people came. Now, when you read the book of Acts, uh, it gives us five basic principles of New Testament Christianity should follow. And those same principles and standards they followed are God's plan for us today. Uh, first of all, the number one is absolute fidelity to the basic Christian faith. If you look at verse 42 of chapter 2 of Acts, now this is the first church just getting started, and here in verse 42 it said, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking the bread and the prayers. Verse 42 says the church of Jerusalem continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Well, you have to go back and find out what the apostles' doctrine is. The apostles had sat at Jesus' feet and learned of him by him. In Luke chapter 24, verse 27, says, Beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And what I'm saying is the Apostles' Doctrine was the Bible is about one person, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're going to expound upon the Scriptures, you're going to have to expound upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard someone ask, of what faith are you? I've had that asked me so many times. But truly, there's only one faith. In Romans chapter 14, verse 1, we are to receive Him that is weak in the faith. Doesn't say a half a dozen faiths. Says one. Second Corinthians thirteen verse five says, "Examine yourselves whether you have where you be in the faith." In Jude three, we are told earnestly to contend for the faith. Philippians one twenty seven said, "Paul tells the Philippians they should be striving together for the faith of the gospel." So you have to go back and find out what the gospel is. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, it's the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the Scriptures. And so that's the Gospel. So 
So we're content for that. What that means is when you think about contending for something, you're, you're, it's like a, a football game or a baseball game or a running track or uh, it's, it's an athletic term, really. You're contending for it. You get two boxers, you put them in a ring, they're contending for it. And we're to stand up for it. The essentials in this faith of the gospel is first man is sinful. He must have atonement for his sins. We must contend for that. And secondly, Christ died that atoning death for sin. Thirdly, he was buried and rose again from the dead as proof of his absolute deity. And then fourthly, uh, the, the gospel truth must be according to Scripture. So you don't change the Bible to fit yourself. You change yourself to fit the gospel, the Bible which means the Scriptures are the infallible Word of God on these matters. Meaning, no one can be saved who does not understand from the Gospel that he's a sinner, that Christ died for his sins, that Jesus is God, uh, proved by his resurrection, and that involves his virgin birth, his sinless life. He must believe that the Scriptures are the reliable Word of God. Now notice, anyone who does not abide in the Bible doctrine about Christ simply has not God, is not converted, is not saved, is not born again. Now these things are essential to the Christian faith. You cannot change them and go to heaven. And when I get my family together and uh, I look at all of them and and the diversities of, of people in the family group, and you look at them and, and uh, you wonder, is this one saved, that one saved? You know what background they come from, but we've sat down with the Scriptures and explained the Gospel to them. I had uh, one of our uh, family members, a friend of theirs, or a partial part of their family, uh, back a ways, passed away, and uh, I was talking to her last night about it, and I said, I'm so glad that I got to sit down and talk to her before she died. And she, she came here to church one Sunday, and afterwards she sat down with me, and I got to lead her to saving faith in Christ. And that, that's according to the Scriptures, not according to Baptists or something else. It's according to the Scriptures. And I can rely on that I know she's in heaven then. Now, second basic principle they followed was Godly living by holy standards of life. They denounce sin. And the one word in the book of Acts that stands out is repent, repent, repent. Look at chapter 2 and verse 38. Verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized. Repentance is salvation. You change your mind about what you are to God's mind. You come under His rule relationship. Look at chapter 3 and verse 19. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sin may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Now all, of, all through the book of Acts, in the beginning of the church, God said repent, repent, repent. In other words, change your mind and come to God and get the mind of Christ Jesus in you. And 
Acts chapter 4 verse 13 says they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Now, the sad thing in Bible-believing churches today is you can't tell the Christians from the world. They dress like the world, they talk like the world, they act like the world, and yet they're in the church. And the Bible makes it very plain that if we're children of God, we're to dress like it, we're to talk like it, we're to act like it, we're to have the manners that the church has or should have. And it's essential today for godly people to stay godly. We must live godly and holy standards of life. I thank God that, that uh, people see me today, and I'm not talking about myself, uh, bragging on myself, but I thank God that when I meet people today, you still believe that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Same thing from day one. I ain't changed one ounce as I know of in my standard of living. You know why? Because I got it from the Bible. It's the Word of God. You don't change God. You change yourself. Come under His release. The third basic principle they followed, brotherly love, fellowship, compassion for fellow Christians. Over and over again, you find the words, they were all of one accord. And Jesus said in John 13, verse 35, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one another. Now I can truly say, I have never deliberately tried to hurt any Christian I know. I have a desire, and any Christian ought to have this desire, and I believe they do, that you want to give, you see somebody in need, you want to help them. You see somebody sick, you want to help them. <coughs> you see somebody hungry, you want to help them. That's godly love for one another. Jesus told his disciples in John 13, verse 14, <coughs> If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Now, and what that simply means, we're to help our brothers and sisters in the Lord, period. Not to walk in the way of the world, but walk in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the fourth basic principle they follow was soul winning is the main work of Christians and the church. Mark 16, verse 15 and 16 says, Jesus gave this commandment to his disciples. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, Luke chapter 24, verse 47. Repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You know what that simply is? It's just a simple uh, formula to follow. If you read what Jesus told his disciples to do. Number one, you start at home, that's Jerusalem. And then you go into the world. You go to other people around you. What we ought to be concerned about more than anything else is our family saved. And when you get your family saved, then go out from there. It's hard to believe, it's hard to me to believe that God will call a preacher to preach and don't have his wife saved and his family saved around him. And the same way with a missionary. Missionary says, I've been called to go to the field. Well, if you if you want your family to the Lord right where you're at first. And then you go out. Acts chapter 2 verse 48, 47 says, The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. 
And I can say this with authority from the Word of God today. Any teacher, any usher, any deacon, any trustee, any choir member, anybody in the church, period, who has not won at least one soul to, to Christ Jesus in a single soul, uh, as you go through life, there's something wrong. Now, the number one priority for every child of God is to win the lost to Christ. It is not preaching. It is not Bible teaching. It's not singing. It's not programs. It's winning the lost to Christ. And then, the one essential required in soul winning is endowment with power from on high. Uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 29. The Holy Spirit is our power. I can do nothing without Him. I pray in the Holy Spirit. I exercise faith in the Holy Spirit. I live a godly life as I can by the power of the Holy Spirit for this reason. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. You shall be witness unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. Now here it is then. God has not changed, neither has He changed His mind about how we're to worship Him. We have changed, and we need to turn back to the fundamentals of the faith. And when you do that, your heart's desire then will be to serve the Lord. And it's just that simple. You know, if serve Him first. I love the part that in, one time I was just studying on how to be successful in the finances. And uh, I, I, I talked to everybody I could. I started to get me a, what, what they used to call it, a Carnegie course, uh, how to be successful. Instead, I got the Bible. And I began to read and study the Bible. And everywhere I found was, you make God number one in your life, period. And then all these things, and I said, well, look at that, would you? All these things shall be added unto you. God first, and then He gives you everything else behind. And most people that I know never learn that or never exercise that. They might know it, but they don't exercise it. If you make God number one, it's just like today. Uh, this is Christmas Day. This is supposed to be Christ's birthday we're celebrating, and everybody staying home around the Christmas tree and around the family. Now, I guarantee you this. If you serve God first today, then your family will mean more to you and everything else around you will mean more to you. And that's God's order. He don't change. Amen. Father, blessed and thank you for everyone that's come today and I ask you to bless them. Bless the coming hour now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much.